Krista Crick, Nick Ashew, BetMGM tonight. Watching, uh, we got, yeah, look at this. Aaron Judge back up to the plate for your Yankees, Trista. Here it is. Here he is. Here we Here he go. Is, folks. It's all going to be different for the Yankees. Now, you just wait. You just wait. Probably. Those two right-handed pitchers they got. I tell you what, that's really going to move the needle for them when they're, what, 26th in batting average. <laughs> Sometimes I like to just that's mention really the Yankees good. to watch you just troll them one by one. Like, I just it, – it's kind of just fun for me. It's just like let's wind up and I'll kick back for a minute and let you troll the Yankees. It's, you know, it's become, it's become it's, a thing. Well, it's just a tradition unlike any other. Really. A tradition unlike any other. Trista Crick trolling the Yankees – and Yankees fans. There you go. Steve Gardner, USA Today, jumps on with us now. On a, a, I, would, I would assume, Steve, probably a pretty busy day given, I don't know, the trade deadline just passed about an hour and 21 minutes ago or so. So let's just kind of look big picture to start with all of this. What team, or maybe there's teams, do you think help themselves the most? And it doesn't have to be a team that's making a push for the playoffs or anything. It could also be, I don't know, maybe the Mets. You say they help themselves by just giving up on that god-awful expensive roster they had too. Well, I guess it makes for an easier reset if you're Steve Cohen and, uh, you know, you've, you've gotten rid of a whole lot of uh, a payroll for next year and you can just start all over again and, and uh, go shopping once more. Um, but they did get some decent prospects. We'll see, you know, prospects are prospects until they come up and can actually contribute. So uh, no, I, I think the teams that went for it, the teams that made bold moves, and that would be, uh, a couple of teams that took advantage of the Mets in uh, the Texas Rangers and Houston Astros and getting Max Scherzer going to Texas along with Jordan Montgomery and, uh, and Chris Stratton, three pitchers, two starters and a reliever that will bolster their um, their team, which has been injury depleted in the pitching staff. So that was huge for them. And then the Astros again, Justin Verlander returning where he won a World Series ring. And uh, everybody's very excited in Houston because not only do they have Verlander coming back, but they just got Jose Altuve and Jordan Alvarez off the injured list. So they look a lot more formidable as well. Band is back together. Uh, Steve, are you were you surprised at all of the moves that the Padres made? They added G-Man Choi, Rich Hill, Garrett Cooper, Scott Barlow uh, to a team that's been very disappointing and some people thought were going to be sellers. Well, I think that was a bit of a surprise, but if you've watched the Padres, and I know for a fact from their front office, they see a team that is very talented, that is very good. The pitching, you know, if you look at the, the advanced metrics and, and everything, the Padres have one of the best staffs top to bottom uh, in pitching in the entire major leagues. The offense is still great, and it seems like a sleeping giant. What's hurt them has been the lack of production with runners in scoring position and hitting in the clutch. And that's something that does kind of go in cycles. I think the Padres just saw that, saw a little bit of an opening and said, hey, we're better than some of these other teams, the Brewers and 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 the, maybe the Phillies and the Diamondbacks and said, we can beat those guys. So let's just go in. And it, it seems like that's been kind of their mentality for the last few years. And they weren't going to give up now and, and trade away Josh Hader and Blake Snell, even though a lot of people kind of thought that they might. Do you have any idea why Eduardo, Eduardo Rodriguez used his no-trade clause? And I mean, he already had the Dodgers on that list. Any reason why? Because, I mean, that's look, that's a team that's at least trying to compete for a World Series versus what's going on in Detroit. Yeah, I, I think it was just one of those going to the West Coast. I think he has family 
closer to the East Coast and uh, and in that Detroit area. So um, it just wasn't a good fit for him. You know, he's been through a lot. I mean, he he was on the restricted list for a while, um, trying to get to his you know, address his mental health and some things. I can understand, you know, there's so much that players go through that we don't know about. We just see them as baseball players, but they're, you know, they're people, they have other things that are going on in their lives. And maybe he just wasn't ready for, for a move and to shake things up. And uh, the Tigers, I think, because he declined that, um, may have a, a thought that they could possibly re-sign him and, and keep him because he can opt out of his deal at the end of this year. I, I do want to go back, Steve, to the Mets really fast because Billy Epler said, point blank, we are not liquidating. This is not a fire sale. Uh, and then Mark Canna and multiple pitchers, uh, David Robertson being the first domino, and, and Tommy Pham end up all getting moved. Like, is is he... Is he lying or is he just sort of like mincing words, I guess? And like, when did we get to this place where this is the decision that Steve Cohen and the Mets want to make? Well, you know, Trista, if it looks like a fire sale with the flames shooting up and it smells like a fire sale with all the smoke and, and the coughing and everything, uh, it, it sure uh, has all the makings of a big fire sale. And, uh, it's just one of those, I, I think what happened with the Mets is starting back even before spring training when Edwin Diaz goes down in the World Baseball Classic. And there you have the best pitcher in all of Major League Baseball in terms of closers. He no longer is the guy at the back of the Mets bullpen. Everybody in the bullpen has to move up. It taxes them. I mean, David Robertson did a, did a fine job. But the rest of the bullpen was not really up to the task. And when you put the stress on the bullpen there, then maybe the, the offense starts to press a little bit. It's, it was just one, one thing after another. You know, Verlander and Scherzer were hurt and, and didn't pitch uh, as effectively as, as perhaps the Mets thought coming in, um, maybe showed their age a little bit. So it, it was you know uh, it, one of those tumbleweeds that just kept rolling and kept picking up steam. And uh, when we get to the trade deadline, it just sort of bursts into flames. Steve, I got a theory. Tell me if I'm crazy or not. Uh, Trista agreed with this. And I may be crazy, I may not be. But is there a chance that this is really the Mets just playing chess and not checkers? <laughs> and it's, let's go spend money on stars, and if it doesn't work out, we'll bolster our farm system and just trade everybody away and build up this whole thing a little bit faster. You know, we'll see how it works out. It's a bold strategy, as they say, but we'll we'll see how it works out. I think one of the things that we saw, though, with the Mets going big money for short-term contracts, you know, they don't have a whole bunch of those long-term contracts, so they're not explicitly locked in. I think that gives Steve Cohen a lot of flexibility to be able to go after these free agents in the offseason and maybe build it. it it's not the uh, it's not the Astros or the Orioles model or anything like that, but they're taking advantage of some of the advantages that they do have with deep pockets. So, you know, maybe if they pick up uh, some decent uh, prospects along the way and those guys can develop into good major league players, maybe it works out for them, but I would not uh, I would not recommend that strategy to the other 29 MLB teams. <laughs> I'm I'm curious, Steve, because Max Scherzer told The Athletic that he spoke with Billy Epler and that he was like, well, are we reloading for next year? And he was like, no, we're 
we're like really a 2026 team in terms of yeah. when we're going to contend. It sounds like that's a lot more than just, oh, well, Edwin Diaz got hurt, and then that turns into a domino effect. So, like, which what's really going on here? Did they just really <laughs> figure out that they are not the team that they thought that they were in terms of, like, really being able to compete? Yeah, I, I think there is a bit of an identity crisis there. And to think uh, what Mets fans must feel right now when you have a team that had the biggest payroll in Major League Baseball history just turn into a complete flop, and now you're talking about contending in 2025, 2026, that's kind of hard to stomach. So uh, I, I think they need to regroup maybe refine the message a little bit and figure out exactly what they want. I mean, it, it's a team that, that has a lot of weaknesses, obviously, um, and Edwin Diaz coming back, and, and even going out on the free agent market this offseason, I don't think that's going to fix uh, everything that ails the Mets. So, yeah, this is this is one of those things that, that they have to make some bold moves. Uh, I suppose getting rid of Scherzer and Verlander and everybody else is, is one way to start it. But uh, you've got to be disheartened if you're a Mets fan, especially after all the optimism at the beginning of the year. I'm curious. I want to shift over to New York, uh, the other team, to the Yankees and why they didn't do more. They are one of the worst hitting teams uh, in all of baseball since, I think, June 18th. Stanton has been horrible. Rizzo since the 18th has been, I think he's batting 198. Donaldson obviously injured, um, but was terrible when he was healthy. Like, this is just a bad hitting baseball team. Uh, what's your thoughts on how they can improve, given what they did not do at the deadline? Yeah, I don't, I don't think anything they could do at the deadline could fix things that are, uh, that are wrong with the Yankees right now. And we saw, when Aaron Judge was out of the lineup, I mean, it was one of the easiest teams for pitchers to go through because there were no real threats um, to, to hit the ball out of the ballpark, to score runs, to hit extra base hits. And, uh, yeah, this, this is a team that really needs some work in the offseason. Uh, I mean, the Mets at least have some pieces, you know, like, like Pete Alonso and, and uh, Francisco Alvarez and, and guys like that. I don't know what the Yankees have outside of Aaron Judge, and um, that's got to be disheartening to him. I mean, maybe maybe he uh, realizes what uh, what Shohei Otani is going through in uh, in Anaheim. I mean, you can't be a one man team. You've got to have contributions from all around. And uh, yeah, this is this is one of the. I mean, Garrett Cole. Okay, uh, I, I guess I shouldn't overlook him. He's been he's been very good. But you know, the two of them, Cole and Judge just can't carry the Yankees, uh, although, you know, they tried as, as best they could and did a pretty good job of it last year, um, but it was not built on a very strong foundation at all. Yeah, and those Yankees sit at the bottom of the AL East while the Orioles are a game and a half up on the Rays as the Rays have kind of had struggled down the recent stretch here and the Orioles seem to be really trending in the right direction. They traded for Jack Flaherty at the deadline. I what is What is the ceiling for this Orioles team? Are they the team that you would have most confidence in winning the AL East? Are they a team that can actually make some noise in the postseason right now? I don't know. Um, I mean, the bullpen is excellent. I think one of the things about the Orioles, though, is they have played so well. They've won a lot of one-run games. They've won a lot of close games because of Felix Bautista and Yanir Cano at the back of the bullpen, you know, locking down those wins. They haven't really gotten great uh, efforts from the starting rotation. Uh, I mean, Kyle Gibson has been has been okay. Um, 
I don't know who their number one starter is going into a playoff series. Is it Kyle Bradish? Um, and when you put you know those guys up against some of the other rotations, you know, a Verlander, a Framber Valdez, a Max Scherzer, you know, guys like that, you kind of see the Orioles have to scrap and claw and and do what they've been doing. Run differential, the Orioles are not up there with the leaders in the American League. I can't consider them a favorite in the American League, even though you know they're on top, they have the best record. Um, they're still two months left to go in the regular season. Plenty of time for them to wear down. And I think with the young players that they have, they've been getting great contributions there, and they have so many good young players. I worry about being able to get all of them on the field all the time and keep everybody fresh. I think that's a concern for them. And I think that was why a lot of folks thought that the, they would trade maybe one or two of those young players to get um, a, an ace starting pitcher, you know, maybe a Jordan Montgomery. Jack Flaherty, I'm not sure if that works out or not. Um, as a, as a longtime Oriole watcher, uh, I, I think it would be great if he could provide that veteran leadership and, and, uh, and hold that staff together. But from what I've seen from him this season in St. Louis, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in that. But uh, apparently the Orioles do, and they're still a good team, whether Jack Flaherty you know, contributes a whole heck of a lot or not. I just don't know that they can, can make everything that's worked in the regular season work in the postseason. Speaking of not having confidence in someone, uh, a lot of Giants fans have pretty much no confidence in Farhan. Uh, why didn't they do anything at the deadline? Because they're only two and a half games back of the Dodgers. They badly need pitching, and they turn things to a point where they should have been adding. Yeah, uh, AJ Pollock. You know, <laughs> he's he's the big trade acquisition, and he's hitting under two hundred this season. Um, I, I suppose. You know, the, the Giants have had bad luck in terms of trying to sign, you know, the top money free agents. The You know, they struck out on Aaron Judge and Carlos Correa in the offseason. Uh, yeah, I can understand why Giants fans may be a little questioning, even though the team is has been playing kind of above their heads so far this season. Um, I honestly don't know what was going through their heads. I mean, they, they are one of those teams that just sort of got lost in the shuffle, it seemed like. They weren't really ever... Uh, at least to my knowledge, in on any of the big names, you know, making a lot of, of, of ripples or anything like that. And yet there they are sitting in playoff position and, uh, and trying to continue to cruise. You know, they, they, they sort of, uh, I don't want to say fooled us, but they overachieved a couple years ago when they won the division, won 106 games or, or however many games they did. Uh, so maybe they feel like they can pull that same sort of magic out and, and keep it continuing this season. Steve Gardner, USA Today. Busy, busy day. Really appreciate you coming on with us. Thanks so much, guys. Really enjoyed talking with you. You know, I I, I do hope from a because uh, I don't I don't hate the Orioles. Like I don't see them as a rival to the Nats, Trista. Because like I just there's just nothing that's been meaningful. I I don't want to see that team fall off. I hope they don't. But I I am with them. Me I neither. get like the I am with them with like the talk about a pro great problem to have though. Too many players, or I don't even know if they can get them all on the field. Yeah, I love those. They're my team. They're my squad. There's, there's something about these young teams you just get, especially since, I mean, it's just, it's tough, man. The Orioles for so long. All right, the new look MLB futures market, and should we also be counting out Team USA in the World Cup? It's next. It's BetMGM the night.